When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. I don't know if you celebrate Valentine's Day. We kind of hardly do, um, but we used to. And um, and I'm doing a little bit of a celebration this year. So we talk about that for a little bit. We break up a whole bunch of myths about what makes relationships tick. That's always fun for me. Um, don't forget too that we have this workshop coming up. It's a seven principles workshop. It'll be March 3rd and 4th. There's still time to register, but you're going to want to do that so you can get your materials in time. You can go to marriagetherapyradio.com to find the registration page. For now, however, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Do your clients ever ask if I'm like succeeding and when it comes to my training, are they disinterested? Do my clients ask about you? Don't you have don't you have a particular set of clients that are like invested in my training? Uh, I have clients that listen to the podcast and they track they're tracking with you. Um, are you talking about your marathon, like your triathlon training yeah. or your sex therapy training? Oh yes. Sex therapy or no, no, no. Hold on. <sighs> okay. Maybe I should, I'll leave this up <laughs> with, I am running. <laughs> so my husband said, so if you only use 10% of your brain, what percentage is showing up today? I'm going to give yeah. it a 0.04. I actually canceled my clients because I have had the stomach flu and, mm. uh, I can pause the podcast to go run to the bathroom, but I can't pause clients. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right on. Anyway, that's where I'm at. But yes, no, uh, sex therapy training done. I'm talking about the, the Ironman training. Mm, okay. Yeah. The, uh, I, you know, the couple that, uh, the couple that is most invested in your training, I haven't seen them in a while. Aww. Either they're either doing great or they're ghosting me. I, I don't really. Yeah. Know. Maybe they'll listen to this podcast and decide to check back in and see how things are going. Okay. Well, I'll give you a little update. I'm 15 weeks out. I have okay. two half marathons to run prior, so those are considered B races because it's like you're just tuning your body up for your A race. Um, okay. I have been swimming really well. I got actually a pair of headphones to listen to music in the pool. Oh, that's cool. It is kind of fun. Yeah. So I'm listening yeah. to girl talk. Do you know who girl talk is? I don't. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll send you. It's like a, a, mashup, sound like a mashup DJ. Doesn't sound like something I would. I think you might like it. To. I think you might yeah. like it. It's a, it's a mashup. So it's a DJ that will take like songs from like the 1960s and it's, and then they'll like put it together with Harry style. Who's kind of a big deal right now. If you know, if yeah. you know, you know, yeah. His last name is styles. <sighs> I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> the moment it came out of my mouth, I was like, that felt wrong. There should have been an S on the end. Harry styles. Yeah. Why is he so popular by the way? I have no idea. Really? I have no idea. Literally. I do not know. I do not know. Um, other than that, like, um, people need something to think is cool. I mean, maybe he's super talented. I don't know. I think, he, I, I, think I think there's mediocre the, is, talent there. 
honestly. I think my thing though with talent right now is it like tons and tons and tons of people are super talented. Right. And some of those people get discovered. Some of those people have a break. Yeah. Some of those people get lucky, yeah. you know? And so when I look at people who are doing work and they're famous and they're getting praise and whatever for it, I, it's hard to discern the difference between those who are like actually super major talented right. and those who are just kind of leveraging the moment. Mm-hmm. My, my, my 16 year old Mary's into K-pop right now. Like all What's this. What's the K? I don't know. It's like Korean boy band uh-huh. stuff. Okay. And she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I go, no, this is in sync and Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just in 2023. Yeah. So, and then she calls me a racist and I don't know about that, but it's just like, I, I just, I don't know who's talented and who's not talented. Okay. So well, do, have yeah. you seen this come across like on my social media feed? It's a, this guy, he basically is like playing in, I don't know, what's, what's the garden in New York where everybody performs and Madison, Madi- Square, thank garden. You, Madison Square Garden, yeah. right? So incredibly talented violinist performing in Madison Square Garden that night. Yeah. And it's, I don't know what a sold out show is. I'm just going to throw a crazy number out there, like thousands and thousands yeah, of people. And yeah. he, uh, just put on a baseball cap. He went down and he was performing like on the streets and oh yeah, busker, yeah, yeah, nobody was paying attention to him. And it's, it's yeah. kind of like the, the talent has, is always it's there. All context. Exactly. Yeah. But I will say I am a huge fan of people who use their platforms to push some kind of an agenda. I think that's pretty neat. And so the Harry style is okay. kind of uh, gender bending and wearing uh gender neutral clothing and, or totally. I, I really like that. I think that yeah. if you have a platform, like use it, use your voice for whatever you believe in. Right on. Like us. Yeah. Like when we wear red on Valentine's day, I did wear I d- red. Me too. This is coming out on V day. This comes out on Valentine's day. Okay. Yeah. Um, I sent you a, V-day. I sent you a picture. <laughs> I sent you a picture of what I got my family for Valentine's day. What did you get them? Yeah. What, I didn't, you I didn't, didn't understand, understand the like, context. You got them workout clothes. Yeah. So my whole family, uh, my, we don't celebrate Valentine's day in my, in my family. I think my son Isn't probably weird? would love to do it. Uh, yeah. Ryan mentioned this. And if you've listened to previous years, you know, this, you know, this about my husband is that from the get go, the moment we started dating, he said, I do not celebrate Valentine's day. And so he set the expectation. So I know that I, there's nothing special about Valentine's day. We're not going to go out as mm-hmm. servers. We used to call it, um, amateur day, amateur hour, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. when we would be serving tables for people that only go out on, to nice restaurants on Valentine's yeah. day and they don't know how to tip and they don't know how to act. And yeah. anyway, so we kind of roll our eyes at Valentine's day. Um, but I got us all matching black sweatsuits for Valentine's day. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, so that we can like sit around on the couch or so that we can go jogging together. Um, mostly sit around on the couch. We like our cozies. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like the version of, you know, getting matching pajamas, but I got us matching black sweatsuits from Under Armour and I think it's going to be <laughs> super cool. Right yeah. I did. Uh, I, Valentine's Day is weird. I, I'm doing this. I have a handful of thoughts right now. I'm doing this thing this afternoon, actually, for the Gottman Institute. I'm teaching this webinar. Oh, about yeah dating or something and, um, or something we got to figure out the topic before you, I know I've got, I've got like three or four hours oh left to figure out God. what I'm going to talk about, <laughs> but no, um, but they asked me to do it on, 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 uh, in front of Valentine's day. And I was like, Oh, let me think about it. And so I've did a lot of like, kind of, I wouldn't call it research, but just reflecting on things. And I remembered, I mean, I don't do Valentine's day either, but year one of my marriage, I made like a scavenger hunt. I filled Rebecca's balloon with cars with balloons. Yeah. And when she got in her car, there was like 
clue in there and it sent her to a gas station Cool. Then the gas station sent her to the high school. And there were some students there who were like, Oh yeah, you're, this is for you. And then there was this and then it ended up, I mean, it was like massive piece of work. Yeah. And, and then somewhere along the way, I was like, I, I don't do Valentine's day anymore. So we don't, but lately I I've been reminding clients, certain clients in particular, like, Hey fellas, uh-huh. it's Valentine's uh-huh. day. Like do, do something, Yeah. just do something. And it's back to surprise. It's not back to Valentine's day. It's back to do something she doesn't think you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like if we don't do Valentine's day, like if Ryan did come home with flowers on Tuesday, I would be pumped just cause I would be pumped. You would just be pumped. It wouldn't. And I'm like, that's, I think that's what we're trying to figure out how to get people to do is surprise and, and just like shake it up a little bit. So if Valentine's day is the reason you need for that, I'd say go for it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this is Valentine's day is a ritual. Rituals are there to give Mm -hmm. you sort of a reminder that this is an opportunity to connect meaningfully with your partner. And I know from the get go that like, this is not going to be an opportunity for me to meaningfully connect with my partner, but Mm -hmm. my husband's probably going to do something really special for me and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, However, I've told you that I have a really hard time buying presents on birthday, like Christmas birthday, like the things where people say you need to buy a present for somebody on this day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like the element of surprise. And so what I've done is I put in my calendar, like rather than Ryan's birthday, it's just a random day. Mm -hmm. You know, his Mm -hmm. birthday's in November in April. I'm going to just knock his socks off with something really spectacular. And Mm -hmm. and so that's my way of ritualizing connection. But if you use Valentine's Day to do it, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to Bob Navarra, um, who is one of our colleagues in, at the Gottman Institute. He's a certified Gottman therapist. He's been, God bless him, man. He hustles. He puts out these videos and these like little web blogs and vlogs. And you can, I can just see him sitting there, like, you know, working with this graphic design program and, you know, sliding in this one picture and sliding out the next picture. Mm-hmm. Of this, like, like uh, But he, he put one out for Valentine's day, probably a few now. And you can, I think you can find him at drrobertnavarra.com, but he introduced a phrase that I have never heard, but I'm kind of addicted to right now. And he calls it a ritual of disconnection, hmm. meaning oh. put down your phone. Okay. Like we have a ritual of disconnection, uh-huh. which is we disconnect from the outside world yeah. um, for a few hours a night or during dinner or mm-hmm. for the weekend or whatever it is. But you know, I think we spent a lot of time or we did a whole episode way back when about your cell phone addiction, mm-hmm. which probably deserves another update. But <laughs> but this just the idea that you can do that ritually mm-hmm. and not just like habitually. Yeah. I want to explore that more because I feel like maybe one thing you give your partner for Valentine's Day is you get home from work and you just put your phone down mm-hmm. or leave it in the car mm-hmm. or leave it at your like just leave it in your car for the night and see if he notices, see if she notices. I mean, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, which is when it comes out yeah, and it's Valentine's day and you don't celebrate Valentine's day, just maybe surprised by leaving your phone in your car. See mm-hmm. what happens. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I liked, I liked what Bob said. I wanted to steal it, but I also want to give him credit for it because, yeah. um, it just feels like, um, like, yeah, we ought to just, we ought to have rituals of connection for sure. Yep. But maybe we need to think more about rituals of disconnection. I also, as you're talking about that, and this kind of leads me a little bit into what I wanted to talk about today, is when you said rituals of disconnection, I was thinking of 
how lucky I am. And actually my girlfriend sent me a text. She said, I'm really fortunate that my husband travels for business because I get the opportunity to actually miss him and Mm. realize that moments happen throughout the day where I turn and I want to say something to my partner and he's not there. And it's really special for her to have those moments of missing her partner. And during COVID, I didn't get that opportunity. I wasn't traveling. My husband wasn't traveling. And I, I'm with her. I'm like, there are these rituals of disconnection that occur that actually help us to remind us how much we appreciate our partner being there. I had a yeah. moment the other day where I was just like a weepy mess. This is probably all mm. part of being sick and weak and gross mm. and all of that. And I was just a weepy mess. And I was like, man, you know what would feel really good right now is if I just had my husband so I could lay my head on his chest and he was traveling. Mm. It was just a bummer. Anyway, moments. Well, um, I'll talk about whatever you want, but incidentally, <laughs> this webinar I'm doing this afternoon is about dating and trying to date again and like re like revisiting date night. I think it's called revisiting romance. Mm. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in this way, which is, um, I'm going to propose that couples learn how to have micro dates, mm-hmm. um, which are these little tiny dates that don't require you to get a babysitter and don't require you to spend a bunch of money. Yep. And don't require you maybe even to leave the house. But it's based on the premise that I think couples ought to have four dates a day. Um, and I don't remember if we've talked about this on a podcast or not, but like date number one is when we wake up. Yeah. Like, is there some like just how was your dream? Or let's snuggle an extra two minutes before we get out of this bed. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, and there's workarounds if you don't wake up at the same time. That's not my point. But the second date is at the first departure mm-hmm. when one or both partners goes to work. Yeah. Um, which COVID robbed from a lot of people. Yeah. People don't necessarily go to work all the time, but when we depart and that is the ritual of disconnection, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is us leaving one another yeah. so that we can miss one another. Mm-hmm. Then the third date is coming back together. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth date is going to go to sleep. And again, you don't have to go to sleep at the same time. Uh, I always say you don't have to go to bed at the same time, but you can go to the bed at the same time. And I can tuck you in, kiss you on the forehead, say a quick gratitude prayer or something. Yeah. And then, then I can go play my video games or watch my show or you can go continue to work or something. But I think, yeah, I think I'm going to let that sneak in there. That idea of rituals of disconnection, mm-hmm. both, both at the phone level and also just that, that you need an opportunity to miss one another yeah. level, yeah, which doesn't replace. I still think you should surprise your partner on Valentine's day. Even if it's uh, something simple, it doesn't have to be a scavenger hunt with a car full of balloons. Yeah. I guess the, with Valentine's day, however you celebrate it, do not leave it unacknowledged, have a conversation and set expectations. <laughs> That's the thing is like, if you're, it, you know, it's Valentine's day, they know it's Valentine's day. And if you are one of those people like Zach that says, oh, I just don't do Valentine's day. Then I think it's one of those times where you set your expectations. You're like, Hey babe, I just want to let you know, like, I'm not going to get you a box of candy hearts and I'm not going to get you a card. And I just really want you to know that I want to make it special to you. And I want to surprise you. And it doesn't feel like a surprise. It's going to feel genuine. However you communicate that to your partner, but surprise them with something else, whatever it might be, but acknowledge, acknowledge the day. I'm thinking of, uh, Rebecca sent me her, um, her Christmas list. And was it before Christmas? Yeah. So before Christmas, I didn't get her this one thing, but I think I'm going to try and buy it today and see if I can get it in time, which is like drones will drop it off at your doorstep (laughs) in Seattle. (laughs) 
but it's this, uh, I'll share if I can find it without distracting myself too, too much. Oh, here we go. Reb's wish list. Um, no, she wants, uh, these flowers. Oh, here we go. It's, it's a company called petals, petals.com where you can buy flowers that look very, very real, but they're not mm -hmm. like, and so she was like, I want some of these for around the house. I think I'm going to try and get these in time to see if I can deliver them before. Good luck. Before, before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, for some reason. Okay. You, we, we were recording this like a, I don't know, maybe four days in advance. I think you can do it. Yeah. Thanks. Did you ever go through one of those phases where you were just constantly cutting coupons, trying to figure out how much money you could save at the grocery store? That was definitely me. It was definitely a phase I went through and I still go to the store now looking for the very best deals. I'm so happy to have discovered Thrive Market. It's actually now one of my go-tos for grocery and household essentials and for convenience and getting all of it quickly shipped to my doorstep in a huge time saver. Last time we ordered, we got chips and popcorn. I got deodorant and shampoo. My favorite was these little ginger squares that are amazing little snacks. We also got some cool sauces and some rare pasta, and I saved a ton of money. As a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single order, an average of about 30% each time. On top of the regular savings of each order, Thrive Market also has a deals page that continually gives me cash back to many different brands, and they have a price match guarantee. I haven't had to take advantage of that yet, but I have learned about new products that I wouldn't otherwise use. Not only does Thrive Market save me money, but they also save me time. They have over 70 filters on their website. So whether you're looking for certified gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a click of a button. One thing that's cool about it too, is once you figure out what you like, what you need and what your rhythm is, you can just sort of set it up so that it pre-delivers it for you without having to go back through it over and over again. Also lately I've been on this keto kick, so you can sort of select the options that sort of send you food that fits exactly the diet you're after, no matter what it is. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-to-one -one membership matching program. There's actually lots of different nonprofits that you can support depending on what your passion is. So join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. So go to thrivemarket.com MTR for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive Market, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash MTR. Thrivemarket.com slash MTR. And happy Valentine's Day from Marriage Therapy Radio and Thrive Market. Like Zach always says, February is the new January, which means February is for GSD, getting stuff done. Studies show that incomplete projects weigh on you. So why not shed some of that cognitive load and finally protect your family's future with life insurance? Fabric by Gerber Life is the easy all-in-one solution that you've been waiting for. Just think, you could secure affordable term life insurance plus wills, access to college savings funds, and more tools to help protect your family's financial future, all in an easy online experience, and finally cross this off of your to-do list. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash MTR. That's meetfabric.com slash MTR. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash MTR. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states, prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Here's, here's what I want to dive into. 
I want to dive into some, I want to debunk some relationship myths. These are like uh, myths that people tend to believe that are what contribute to healthy relationships. Okay. Okay. Number one, I know I'm in a healthy relationship and I can tell you that even healthy couples. Wait, my name's Laura and I know I'm in a healthy relationship Yeah, and I can tell okay. Yeah, it's true. I thought you were, I thought you were reading me the myth. Oh, okay. So here's the myth. Here's the myth. The myth. the myth is that uh, unhealthy couples sleep in separate bedrooms. Or the myth is that healthy couples always sleep in the same bed together. Okay. Got it? Yes. Yeah. So I'm. Do you want me to talk about that or you're talking about that? No, dive in. I'm just curious what you think about that. I think that's a myth. I think that's false. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have found that I sleep better on the couch. I just get better sleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of bummed about it because I, I would prefer to sleep in the bed with Rebecca, but I do get better sleep on the couch. And I, every once in a while I'll whine about it and I'll say, Matt, Reb, I'm so sorry. Like, I wish I, and she's like, are you kidding? No, get your good sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Like you, you want to, why don't you sleep in this other room? Uh-huh. Like, sleep where you sleep. And it comes from things like, you know, snoring or, you know, going to bed at the different, at different times. And I don't, you know, shouldn't wake the other one up yeah. or I mean, again, I just get better sleep. I think, I don't know, maybe this is TMI, but I sleep like in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and I have a hood and I put like a, like a thing over my eyes, like a, like a, like a blindfold over my mm-hmm. eyes and I wrap the blanket up and I get into that, the cur- the crux of the, like the corner of the couch, uh-huh. like I'm down in there. I think it's cause I want to like be in the womb again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think like, I have like a womb. You are not allowed in my womb. So get out of the room. <laughs> No, but okay. So no, I think, uh, I think when, if you're going to sleep in separate beds, yes. by all means do it. Right. I think you just ought to do it by agreement, you know, 100%. without some Thank sense you. of like, some sense of like, I'm going to a different bed or something. I agree about having a conversation about it. Too many couples come into my office and they're, I ask them, how are things going? And they're like, Oh, we're so disconnected. He's been falling asleep in the kid's room and that's where he's been sleeping. And I just mm-hmm. feel like it's just downhill from here. Like we're never going to get back in the same bed, blah, blah, blah. And it's the first time that they're talking about it. And if you were to sit down and say, do you like sleeping in the bed with with your kiddos or in the in the room with your kids? Or do you get better sleep here, there, wherever it might be? Yes. OK, so it's an agreement that the two of you have yeah. discussed. And if you don't normally sleep uh, in separate rooms, but it just so happens that, you know, like my son found me in the guest room the other day and he goes, mom, what's, why are you in the guest room? You should be with daddy. I'm like, Mm -hmm. honey, mom slept like an actual princess last night. And I feel phenomenal. And dad and I are just fine with it. But you know, I talked to dad and this is dad. I, by the way, if you call your husband, dad, knock it off. Just saying. I call Rebecca mom all the time. Well, let's not, let's not do that. Let's call each other what they are. Boyfriend, girlfriend, lover, spouse. Not, right. not he's not my dad. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. So myth number I one. I don't call her mom. Like when I'm talking to her one-on-one, I call her mom when I'm trying to communicate in front mm-hmm. of our children, like whose job is what's job. It's mom's job. Or when mom walks in the room, I go, Hey mom. Hmm. Like if she's there, but if she, if the kids aren't there, I'll go, Hey babe, what's up? Okay. You know, okay. So. It's context. It's back to context. <laughs> All right. So myth number one, uh, couples number one. sleep in the same room. Healthy couples feel sleep. free to sleep in. Separate That's rooms. right. Uh, myth number two, healthy couples share hobbies. What do you think about that? Ooh, I, know. I think, uh, 
I, I, I don't know, dude. I think couples over rev on compatibility, mm-hmm. you know, That's another like, one. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure we're compatible. I'm not sure we're compatible. We don't have the same hobbies. We don't have the same things. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like that's the thing Mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to have to navigate some of that um, because I don't think you need to have the same hobbies. If I would do anything, I would say, make sure you have hobbies that are, um, that are enlivening to you, right? That you have hobbies that are enlivening to you individually. Mm -hmm. And if your partner shares that great, right. But if they don't, better that you're doing things that wake you up and make you feel alive yeah. than that you're doing things that you think are a drag, even if they're alongside your partner. Mm-hmm. So, because I think you want to bring that liveliness back to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be also where Eli Finkel would talk about outsourcing mm-hmm. where you, you can't be all things to all people. You can't be everything to your partner. Right. So it's more like, what do I need to do to make sure that we stay connected? Even if that means I have to outsource some of my hobbies. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. You know, you landed on, I'm a huge fan of being interesting so that you're interesting to your partner. Part of being interesting is being interested. And I'm not, I am not, I spent a lot of years being interested in snowboarding because that's where Mm. I thought I would find my husband or being interested in golf. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it turns out that like the best version of me was not showing up because I just wasn't very interested in it. So he has his, his uh, hobbies and that's absolutely fine today. He was beyond pumped and excited. I said, why are you so joyous this morning? And he said, cause I get to go golf with my friends. And he kind of said it just like that. And I was like, that's wonderful. That is something that he is doing. He's outsourcing in the relationship. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess I probably need to put a caveat. I do think it's important that you have shared interests. I do think that that piece is the weenus that we're trying to create in the relationship. You, have <laughs> you said weenus. I did. <laughs> such a child, <laughs> but, but it's not, um, you know, like I realized that I did not need to go to the mountain every single weekend with my husband because that was the hobby he enjoyed. And that was what I needed to join in. But we do have shared hobbies. We really enjoy backpacking together. That's something that we do together. Uh, he, why are you looking at me like that? Cause I wrote a song about a backpack. Do you want to I should <laughs> pause? No, I was, no, it's the, back, it's the door song. Back, I sing it every time. Yeah. Sing it. Backpack, 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 backpack. I'm your backpack loaded up with things and knickknack too. Anything that you might need, I got inside for you. Backpack, backpack, backpack. backpack. I say that a hundred percent of the time. Somebody says backpack uh-huh. in my house. I say, I wrote a song about a backpack. Do you want to hear yeah. it? Yeah. And then they're like, sure. And then I sing yeah. the Dora song and they're like, that's from Dora. And I go, yeah, yeah. that's my backpack song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Number three. Are you ready? You already sure. talked about it. Uh, compatibility. In order. I think it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Same Z's. Okay. Yeah. We'll move on. Are you ready? Healthy relationships yeah. are low conflict, low conflict relationships. Mm, I think low conflict relationships can be healthy or unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. I think mm. healthy relationships are high repair. Um, so whether you have low conflict or high conflict, you need to have a high ratio of repair in order to be healthy. Yeah. And I think sometimes you get lucky. The other thing about low conflict is I think low conflict sometimes indicates low intimacy. Yes. hundred percent. Like we don't, we don't fight mostly cause we don't, we're not invested, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or I've had a lot of couples right now. I mean, it comes in these waves and right now I just have a lot of conflict avoidant couples 
where mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they either came from a household where it wasn't okay for them to express their needs. And so they're, it's just deeply ingrained because that's all that conflict is. It's just addressing your needs with your partner. So uh, yeah, I have a lot of conflict avoidant couples and very low intimacy in those relationships. Yeah. So, yeah. so no, I don't, I think, uh, I think conflict is fine. Yes. But it needs to be. And I'll even repair. go one step further. I think conflict in front of the kids is fine. Me too. Um, I just think it has to be, I think, I think you have to finish it, Mm -hmm. which means you get all the way back to repair. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. We've actually talked our kiddo through situations where Ryan and I will get in a conversation and we don't agree with one another and Holden will be over there and he's like doing the thing from uh, new girl where he's like dancing and trying to take the, you know, like the attention (laughs) off of, off of the conversation. If you know, you know, I haven't mentioned new girl in a long time, but Anyway, uh, I was teaching this class, uh, for newlyweds or pre-marriage this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, okay, raise your hand. Have you guys had your, like your big fight yet? Have you had your big, like knockdown, yeah. like drag out, raise your, like raise your voice fight. Mm-hmm. And so few hands, yeah, so many, so little. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, you got to do that. Yeah. Like you need to, you need to do that before you get married. Like, that's why we're here, Zach, is to learn how to yeah. do it right. A lot of people yeah. don't want to do conflict because they've never had a successful outcome. Yeah. So it makes yeah. sense. Okay. Here, this one kind of goes a little bit into the conflict conversation. Healthy couples okay. do not need therapy prior to getting married or committing true. to one another. I think that's true. Really? Healthy couple. Yeah. You literally just said that you were meeting with premaritals. And doing a premarital. I don't think they need to. I think premarital work is uh, billed as one thing when it should be billed as another thing. Premarital therapy or counseling ought to be about deciding whether or not to stay, get married. You don't. Whether or not to get married. Okay. Like if you're going to get married, you ought to have some, you ought to do some pre-therapy, but it ought to be part of your ongoing maintenance therapy. Okay. Not this like box you check mm-hmm. in order to consider yourself healthy because you did premarital therapy. Okay. I don't, I just, uh, let's see here. I have premarital couples right now that are in my practice and they are really encountering some big issues and yeah. they're really like, we need to figure these out. Um, and oftentimes they'll look at me and they're like, Laura, is it, are we hopeless? Like the fact that we're sitting in front of you and we're not even committed or married to one another, we might be a year or two into the relationship and we're sitting in your office. I'm like, no, you're not hopeless. You're smart. Are you kidding me? You're figuring out that uh, yeah, you I need resources. I, I think, I think maybe I opposed to the way that you phrased the myth, but okay. the, more than the, than the principle of it, because you know, the other thing about the question is this idea, like, is marriage the pivot point? Like Mm -hmm. is marriage the, the pivot point in the relationship? It's, you know, it used to be a lot more prominent than it is now where people are actually like, we already live together. We already have a dog. Maybe we already have a kid. Maybe we already have, we already combined our finances. So it's not necessarily about whether or not they're, they've, they've had a ceremony, you know, or whether they've signed a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I think you, I think therapy ought to exist in your life the same way a dentist or a mechanic exists in your life. So that when you have acute pain, you spend a lot more time with them and maybe a lot more money. And, but when you don't, you're still getting your oil changed. You're still getting your teeth cleaned. Like that's what I think the best use of really any resources, um, including therapy. I like it. Okay. Healthy relationships have regular sex intercourse. Um, that's a tough one. I think it kind of, again, depends on what purpose sex serves for the relationship. Um, 
I know plenty of couples who have a lot of sex mm-hmm. because he requires that they have sex twice a, a week. Um, Wait, as is part that's of a lot of sex twice a week? Well, he, he says I need sex at least twice a week. Yeah. So, I mean, in for couples in my office and maybe not yours, but couples in my office twice a week is a lot. That's what I think. Um, yeah. yeah. So they have a lot and, but it's not a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, so I don't think the pivot point is the frequency of intercourse. That's right. Um, so I think couple healthy relationships have a healthy, healthy sex life, which may mean they are better at conversation than sex. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. Yeah. But, you know, I go back to what sort of what Emily says that couples who have a healthy sex life for them, sex is a priority. They have a strong friendship and sex is a priority. And it's like sex that's, that they want. Like the, yeah. the relate the example that you gave of the husband that is saying, I want sex twice a week. And she's just sort of acquiescing and having duty sex. It's not sex that she really wants. So is that make them a healthy couple because they're having, we're a healthy relationship because they're having regular sex? No, I think it's about prioritizing intimacy. And the yeah. word sex can oftentimes become so, uh, so much of a focus that if it's not, if it's not intercourse, it doesn't count, but healthy relationships prioritize intimacy. That's where yeah. the myth is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think again, it, it's got to come down to agreement. I mean, you know, you can have a lot of sex without agreement and it's not edifying to the relationship. Mm-hmm. You can have very little sex by agreement and it can be, Maybe really good. Um, cool. I actually, I mean, I I'm of the mind right now that agreement, agreement, this word agreement is maybe the most powerful force in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, when when people agree that something is the case, then it's the case. I mean, that's football. It's polyamory. It's mm-hmm. bell bottoms are cool because we decided bell bottoms are cool. Like that's <laughs> that's the deal. And so it, that's the thing I think you ought to be chasing in your in your relationship is an agreement. I spent a lot of time, um, talking about implicit and explicit agreements. And I think that we have a lot of implicit agreements in our relationships that we've never actually talked about. But when you start saying, Hey, here's the assumptions that we've kind of been operating off of this is my assumption. Is that actually accurate to your assumption? You find that you've been missing the mark all along. Um, so having those explicit conversations about agreements, super important draft the treaty. Okay. Here's the final one. Vacations and diamonds, grand gestures are a sign of healthy relationships. Nah, nah, no, it's, it's back to Valentine's day, right? right. If you, if once a year you buy me flowers and take me out to dinner Mm -hmm. and pay attention and wear red, yeah, that's not going to work for, uh, you know, a healthy year. That's right. You know, it's amateur night. Mm -hmm. It's amateur night, you know, (laughs) to, um, to think that way. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be maintaining the relationship, you know, 365 or 364 other days, mm-hmm. um, in those kind of little, those little ways, those little surprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say no, nope. I th- uh, although grand vacations are nice. I like, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to mine. I'm going on one in April. That's great. Yeah. The, the way that I think about it is I think it's probably an Emily thing as well. We're talking about Emily Nagoski. We had her on the podcast. We had a two part series actually with Emily. Yeah, we did. So if you haven't heard it, go back in the last, I don't know, four or five episodes and you'll find Emily. It's the first ones of January. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think she talks about 
you know, you have like the fast food diet, which is kind of the quick little surprises or the quick moments of connection. And then you have the five course dining experience that we pull out all the stops and we really woo our partner and bedazzle them with everything. And you cannot sustain on a diet of fast food and you can't sustain on the five course dining experience. You have to shake it up. And oftentimes (laughs) I even made this analogy earlier with a client this week of sometimes you don't even have enough for the fast food. Sometimes you have like the the hundred calorie smart pop bag. That's just (laughs) going to sustain you until you can get to the fast food protein bar. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's kind of like mix it up, but that's what is a sign of a healthy relationship is like finding regular, consistent opportunities to lean into your partner and let them know that they're special. I think ultimately that's all that Valentine's day is, is expressing you are special to me and you are someone that matters. And if I buy you matching black sweatpants, you know that you are something special to me. Just saying. Yeah. Another thing you could do is sign yourselves up for the seven principles of workshop that we're doing in the first weekend of March. Like you could be like, Hey babe, I really want to work on our relationship. So we're going to, I signed us up for this workshop with Zach and Laura. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. And you could do yeah. that. It's going to be on what are the dates for our workshop? I keep looking over there. Three, four. Yeah. March 3rd and 4th. March 3rd and 4th. Yeah. So it's a Friday evening. And then if you're in the Pacific standard time, Friday evening from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And you can register. And it's probably best that you register soon because there are materials. Uh, yeah. You want to get your materials. You want to secure your spot. On our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. That's all I have to say about yeah. that. Yeah, that sounds I good. Like, and good. Uh, we did it. We weave that in. Yeah, it's the writer in me. Um, well, listen, hope you're feeling better soon. Me too. And um, hope that you have a very happy Valentine's Thank Day. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go wear my red all day and I'm going to buy these flowers for my wife. They're going to, they're fake flowers, but she wants them. So I'm going to get them. For and her. it's Maybe fun that you thought of something that she wanted months ago. And you're like, you know what? I know, I know what she wants, Lockbox. which by the way, I am a Lockbox. fan of telling your partner, this is what I want. Don't just wait for yeah, your partner totally. to surprise you or whatever it might be. Yeah. No, she sent me a Christmas list with a bunch of stuff on it mm-hmm. and I bought a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I just didn't buy those flowers. I like it. So I'm going to do that next. Cool. All right. Well, let's land this plane. Toodaloo. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Happy V-Day. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Maybe an unconventional Valentine's Day episode, but that's okay. Um, And also a reminder, we would really love to meet with you uh, virtually, but it is deeply and highly interactive between Zach and myself and you and your partner. Come to our workshop. It's on March 3rd and 4th. If those dates don't work for you, we have some in summer as well as fall. Check it out at marriagetherapyradio.com and register early. Maybe you can give it as a gift. Who knows? Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. 